little bit louder now. Shout. A little bit louder now. Shout. He ain't the leaving Red seven, red seven. Look for me in the end zone after this play. I'll be the guy holding the ball. Red seven. I don't know what red seven means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? We just go stand on the other side, please. And I asked God for a shooting star to show me that I was going to make it, and He gave it to me immediately. Let's go. Welcome to the Dan Tortora Show special interview segment with Dominique Rhodes. Rhodes is a current running back on the Indianapolis Colts, the same team that he helped lead to a Super Bowl victory in Super Bowl 41. Now, Dominique had the opportunity to not only play in the UFL this past season, but to also play in the NFL. After a UFL championship loss, Dominique had the chance to help the Colts try and get a win here in the playoffs. Unfortunately, the foot of Nick Folk kept that from happening. To talk about that game, the move of the UFL's Florida Tuskers to Virginia to become the Virginia Destroyers, what Tuskers and now Destroyers head coach Jay Gruden has taught him, how much God plays a part in one's life, and so much more, I now bring to you a friend, a phenomenal player, and a truly amazing story, Dominique Rhodes. I want to start with the feeling of being back in the NFL playoffs. Talk about how you felt to get back on the field and be in the postseason in the NFL. Uh, man, it was, it, was, it was an awesome feeling, man. Uh, those type of games, some guys never in their career get to play in the postseason. And for me, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, my whole career get to play in those type of games. And, and uh, even, you know, in the UFL, we, we made it to the postseason. So, man, it, it, it felt awesome get that opportunity to just go out there and compete for the chance to, you know, maybe win a Super Bowl. Um, and, I, you know, I feel, I feel real blessed to be out there playing against a, a great team in the Jets. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done, but it was definitely a, a blessing. Now, you just mentioned about the UFL postseason that you also had a chance to play in. How did the NFL playoffs compare to the UFL postseason? You can't really compare them, I mean, because in the uh, UFL, it, it, it's it's just not as hyped up as the NFL. I mean, you got cameras everywhere in the, in the NFL. I mean, there's, there's people ask you all these questions all the time. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's more of a spectacle until you get to the game. And then the UFL is it's more about, you know, playing football and going out there and getting it done. I mean, when, we, when we're in Omaha for the championship game, it got a little bit more crazy. But nothing uh, like what the NFL was like. What you had said when I had asked you just a couple minutes ago about being back in the NFL playoffs is that, you didn't get it done versus the Jets. You know, lost the game by a point. Talk about your take on your performance in the wild card game and how you felt you did. Uh, one thing I can always say is that I gave it my, my all. I left everything on the field. I went out there and tried to, you know, do my best to help my team win. I, I don't, I, I don't really like to judge my performance because I lead that to everyone else. But I, I know what I, I leave on the field, and that's all I can, I can kind of say. Uh, I think we gave it all. We let we let, we let it one step away. I know that for sure because I really think we we're, we're the better team. But on that day, they were, and I get I took my hat off to them and they won the game. In that game with them, you know, having such a, a tight score, when Adam Vinatieri made that fifty-yard field goal, did you think the game was over? When when Adam made the throw, I, I had actually told him before that 
that, you know, I, I didn't tell what kind of game it was. I told him, I said, man, it's okay. this is your type of game, man. Because okay. I knew it was going to come down to him. And, and I know what he's all about. I knew that, you know, if we got him in position when they came down to the end of the game, that he was going to win it for us. But we left a little bit more, too much time on the clock, you know, and, and, and we paid for that. And, and they, made, they made the plays they needed to make them, and they won. I mean, I, I, I definitely – you know, kind of had a style release least whenever he made that field goal thing that we may have a chance. But in the NFL, you know, it, it, game ain't over until there's zeros on the clock. And we definitely showed that. Peyton Manning's usually the guy that has the ball within the last couple minutes of the game. And in this case, Mark Sanchez had the ball. When you're on the sidelines watching a young player like Mark Sanchez, what did you see from him? What did you take away from him? Because you've played with one of the greats in Peyton Manning, but talk about what you see in Mark Sanchez. When he went out there and he uh, put together that job, that right there just let me know what kind of competitor he is. Uh, he's one of those type of guys that, you know, he, he's not scared to make the big play. You know, no matter what happens in the game, I mean, he do not get flustered. Man. He goes out there. And he keeps winging it, man. And that last job just shows you what kind of player and competitor he is. And, you know, he got it done. I was happy for him, you know, in terms not from, from, a, from being a fan, not from losing a game. But, you know, when you see a young guy like that, man, step up in those type of situations, man, you know that after you leave the game, the game's in good hands. And that's kind of what it's all about anyway. So he definitely had a great performance against us. No, nobody said he took over the game or anything, but... When he was trying to make a play, he made a play. And that's, that's what you do when you're a quarterback and you can play the big butt. What did Coach say to you at the end of this game when you lost to the Jets and went into the locker room? What was Caldwell saying to the team? Most of that, you know, we let one step away and we all knew it. And, you know, that he appreciated our efforts, you know, for the whole year and the adversity that uh, a lot of people have been through, you know, and, and, and the new people. And, and he appreciated the, even the guys who who didn't get to play and if he knew that they wish they would have been out there to play. He just he just showed a lot of appreciation for how hard the guys work. And you know, and that we should just remember that that feeling of, of knowing that we ever wanna get away and that, you know, next year we should take that feeling with us and be ready to give it back to some more people. So being back on that field and being home in front of all your Colts fans What's going through your mind stepping on that field? I know you. You have a lot of energy. You're always pumped. You're not afraid to tell everybody exactly how you're feeling. You wear your emotions on your sleeve. What was going through you to step on that field and look out to that crowd and know that you're back there? Oh, man, it was just uh, everything from, you know, that whole year, and I guess, built up to that point to where, uh, man, I, was, I, I had the opportunity of a lifetime, I think, to, you know, help my team win a Super Bowl. I mean, it was, it, was, it was just awesome, man. I, I, I couldn't have uh, planned it any better. I, I, every day I just ask oh God for to, to give me you know, all my blessings. And I, I really think that the opportunity I got with the coach, definitely one of my, my many blessings that God has, has bestowed on me. It, it was awesome, man. I went out there with, with a, like, like I do every week with a lot of energy, uh, ready to go at it and play against a team that I know is going to bring it. And that's that's football I like. And like I said, I mean, I should have been good. We could have got it done, and we didn't. But you know, hopefully I'll be back in bloom next year with another opportunity to make it happen again. Have they said anything to you as far as coming back? Have you had any discussions with the team that they would want you to come back? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to go on after this. Right now, I'm just sitting back and getting everything in the hands of the man above. You know, I'm just seeing what's going to happen. I, I'm a 
I'll keep working hard, keep staying ready, and, and hopefully somebody will love my talents and want me to come and play for them. And, and I'm hoping that that's the boys in blue because, you know, that's why I want to end my career and that's why I want to retire. We talked about somebody believing in your talents. The Florida Tuskers did and gave you an opportunity to showcase yourself. Now, they're going to be moving to Virginia, and instead of the UFL having an expansion team in the Virginia Destroyers, it's going to be the Florida Tuskers. How do you react to something like that? You're not on the team anymore, but now knowing that the team you played for is leaving the city. I know uh, Florida was really you know, coming along to it. There's a lot of people out there that that didn't know, but then there were that didn't know, and they and they liked the football brand we had out there. So I think it's tough for most people, and I know they, they wanted to see football next year, but Virginia's getting a great team. And I know that those people, they, they love football out there in Virginia, and they've been waiting on NFL franchise. All they have is the colleges, so I think that it's a, it's a good move. I think that the brand of football out there is going to be really, really good. I mean, they have great talent out there, and along with the guys from Florida. It's going to be some good football play. Now, what did you learn from Jay Gruden that you take in your career? You've had a lot of different coaches. You've had Tony Dungy. You have Jim Caldwell now. You had Jay Gruden. And, you know, obviously being in Oakland and in Buffalo, you've seen a lot of different coaches in your career from, like you said, peewee football up to now. What do you take from Jay Gruden that you really think is going to help you in the future? With him, it wasn't always just about coaching. They had a lot also to do with just a guy who, who, who just loves, genuinely loves football, you know. And I'm sure that all my other coaches love football as well, but, you know, he refused another guy that wore his emotion on his sleeves, I mean, as far as football, and he genuinely loved the game. And I always, I respected that about him because of the way I feel about the game. I mean, he wasn't scared to, to show it, you know. And, and some guys, they kind of, you know, like to just be all tight butt and everything, but he wasn't like that, man. He was truly a awesome coach to play for, and uh, he showed me a different side of, you know, how the football experience could be, man. He was always laid back with it, and he just loved the game, man, and you could tell, and I definitely appreciated that, and I appreciated him giving me the opportunity to play for his team. So, you and Peyton played for a long time together. You're back together now. Did you and Peyton have any type of, of conversation after this game? What could you say to him, and, and what could he say back to you after this one got away? Uh, man, you know, basically, we don't we didn't really talk too much about it, you know, because it was still, like, real fresh. You know, uh, he's such a competitor, and, and so am I. There's nothing you can really say. We all, we all knew that we let one get away, so, I mean, with that feeling, we all knew we had the same feeling, so... We didn't say too much about it. The offense at the end of the year, a little luncheon or whatever, that we went out and ate together. And, and we just, you know, tried to have class that having a lot of hard discussions about football. It was mostly about old times and stuff like that. And, you know, that's kind of what we, what we, what we kind of reflected on and, you know, kind of let that game go. And just, you know, like I said, we're going to use that as fuel for next year, especially if I'm back. You want to be back here. You want to end your career here. And, you know, you have stated that. You know, with the energy that you've had and everything you've had, and you and I have talked probably since back in June of 2010, and one thing that I've always realized from you is your close connection to God, and you mention Him a lot. So I wanted to ask you, when you think of God, where does He play into your football life, to your life in general? How do you define God in your life? I define Him as just the person who looks over me at all times and who has basically, you know, gave me favor, you know. My story is a, a great story, and I know that like, I couldn't have done it all on my own, you know. I, 
I know he's giving me a, a strong heart and a strong mind and a, and a great vision and focus. And, and I know that he gave that to me for a reason, you know, and he gave me this strong love for football and talent to play football. And not everybody has that. Now that I'm older, I see and I, and I can tell, you know, people that talk about it, but they don't have that focus or that vision or that go-getter and that, that heart of a lion to go do it. And he definitely gave that to me. And that's how I know that, you know, God works for everyone, you know, and, and, and he push you through things and take you through things in order for you to get things to better things. And I, I know for a fact that, that he's done that in my life. Well, you know, that's great to hear, and he's a big part of my life, too, because, you know, your adversity on the field, as a broadcaster, there's adversity in our field, too. And uh, now that you're going to be taking a little break here from football, I'm sure you'll keep working out. I, I know you to be that type of guy. But now you can see that there's just a few teams left. Who are you rooting for to get to the Super Bowl? Nobody, really, man. I'm just watching some football. I'm just a fan right now, a, a football fan. I love the game. That's all, that's all I'm, I'm doing right now. It's not really a team that I, that I in particular want to win. So I would like to see the Jets go as far as they can as they beat us and knock us out. But other than that, man, I'm just being a football fan and hoping that this is just some great football. That's, that's it. So are you going to be playing Madden now that you have some time? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing Madden. I uh, hadn't, hadn't even touched the game yet. My brother bought it for me for Christmas. But uh, that, that, that's about it with the game. Dominique, I want to thank you for, you know, once again coming on here and talking to everybody. You have a lot of support around this country, not just in India, not just in Florida. And I wanted to end with one question that I've had the, the honor to ask a lot of different people. When you think of yourself, how do you define yourself? If you had one sentence where I could say to the world who Dominique Rhodes is, what would you want me to tell them? One sentence is a good-hearted person who just has a lot of heart, man. That, that, that's it, man. I'm just a, a, a down-to-earth, chill guy who has a lot of heart and would do anything for anybody and, and would hope that, that everyone else has kind of got that same kind of heart, you know. That's me.